Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Thursday, and I'm joined by Alyssa Farah Griffin. This is Behind the Table. Hello there, Alyssa. How are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you? Good. I thought we had a really fun show today. Um, you know, there, there was a really poignant uh, story, too, but I thought the hot topics were uh, really good energy. And, um, you know, it's funny because we're talking about similar things every day with Nikki Haley and, and New Hampshire and everything else. But I feel like you guys found different takes on it. And um I don't know. It was a really interesting conversation. Totally. It was good energy because sometimes I feel like we almost talk too much in the hot topics meetings and get like our energy out there and then it doesn't make it to the table and today it was like full force energy and just like also a good amount of humor thrown in like Whoopi starting off the show commenting on my dress it just like <laughs> it set the tone I was like it's gonna be a good one <laughs> all right well let's talk about that because your your outfits have been uh very they've been kind of a running theme this week so yesterday you got teased by joy about your outfit she called you a flight attendant I loved it um, I thought it was great <laughs> Um, a roast from Joy, I always take with pride because she's she a she delivers them well, so they're actually funny. But she's just messing with you. Like I don't ever take it. Personally. Oh no, yeah. I mean, she but. yeah, she only teases those she loves, and uh, <laughs> said that on the podcast yesterday. But then um, today, Whoopi seemed very thrown by the idea that maybe you were wearing a transparent dress of some kind. <laughs> Yeah, I would absolutely never do that on our airwaves, um, but it did. It had this like look behind it that was like sheer, and it could have been, but um, I, I don't know. It you know? was very cool. It was I, a I, cool I, dress. Yeah, it's, Fran it, Taylor, who does our styling, is just terrific. I and actually, after it, I was like, I need this for Easter. It's a gorgeous dress. There you go. All right, so that's a fun way to start the show. Um, speaking of the morning meeting, you tweeted something out this morning, and it said, "Overheard in the View Hot Topics meeting, Jason Kelsey described as Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother." <laughs> Now, a couple of these things I want to bring up. First of all, the overheard in the Hot Topics meeting is my bit, and you're stealing it. It's fine. I thought twice. I was like, Brian's going to be pissed that I tweeted this before him. I mean, it's totally fine. But uh, secondly, in the, I'm curious because uh, in the beginning of the season, you were watching more football because of Taylor. I'm curious if you stayed interested throughout the season. Okay, so I have. And let me tell you why. Okay, the Taylor factor, that's great. Yeah. And then last week we had the Bills-Chiefs game. So you had Haley Steinfeld on one side who's dating a Bills player, and then you have Taylor Swift who's obviously dating Travis Kelsey. Um, but actually my husband explained, I don't think I realized how short a football season is. So it's such a high-stakes game. Like every, I was shocked. I was like, oh, the going play- home. Yeah, yeah, the playoffs are sudden death. Like you're out. Whereas I'm, I'm actually a bit of a baseball fan because living in D.C., the Nationals had like a really good run while I was there. But those are long seasons. You get a long time to prove your worth and like climb to the top. 162 games. Yeah, yep. I kind of get why it's addicting. It's like so every single game feels super high stakes. I'm a huge football fan, and uh, the game you're talking about, 50 million people watched it. It was Amazing. the highest-rated playoff game in history. And I was so into it, and I couldn't watch the game because my daughter had a uh, oh, play that she was in. That's right. And I had to go watch it, uh, and I kept trying to 
peek at my phone, but I got caught by my wife. So that was. And it was good... the second time you saw it, right? Yes, it was the second time <laughs> oh. I'd seen the musical, and she was wonderful. And it was I have no. No, but cherish whatsoever. it because you're a couple years away from her wanting nothing less than for you to not be around in public. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But uh, anyway, it all it all turned out, and I watched. Uh, the highlights. It was also an objectively good game because my my husband's a sports fanatic and he watches a lot of soccer and whatever. Soccer's fun to watch, like to go to a match, but yeah. they sometimes maybe score one point. Like it was a high scoring game. And I, I didn't personally have strong feelings about who won. I think I was rooting for the Chiefs because of Taylor, but mm-hmm. love the Bills too. Both have great fan bases and everyone was just, I'm a football fan now. I love it. I love that. <laughs> and I read an article about how uh, fathers and daughters are being brought closer together by like the interest because because of Taylor they're asking their dad's questions about husbands and wives husbands and, Me wives. and Justin it's good. <laughs> neither my wife nor my children care about football still I, I actually have plans to watch the game on Sunday usually Justin would just go with the guys but I was like I'm gonna tag along I have another play to go to <laughs> <laughs> My also, Justin's probably regretting this and like, damn it, she's going to watch me come with me to watch football now. <laughs> I would kill. I would kill for it. I get sent down to my my little basement man cave when uh, football's on. I'm not allowed to stay on the main level of the house, but that's that's my problem. All right. But speaking of all this, we were, we were talking on the show today about how Jason Kelsey was drinking beer shirtless, yelling with the crowd at the game. It was really funny and everyone loved it. But anytime the camera pans to Taylor Swift smiling or cheering during a game, people lose their minds saying it's a distraction. Do you think there's a double standard here? There is such a double standard. And Twitter was calling this out, or mm-hmm. X, as we call it. Um, I mean, because if you watch any clip where they pan to Taylor Swift, people are commenting, like, more football, like, not, you know, don't folk make this about her. But then everyone universally loved that. I loved both. Listen, if it's making people who don't follow the sport tune in and get excited about it, that's great. That's good for the game. That's good for the teams. But also, she's like, she's genuinely excited for him. Like, I think it's adorable to see. It's probably cool. I was thinking about this as somebody who's so used to being cheered on and being like the one on stage to watch someone else and get to like not be the focal point of attention other than when the camera pans and we all stare at her. But yeah. that's probably really cool to just be like, no, this is about someone else and I'm cheering someone on. I, I think uh, it's really interesting. And then the New York Times ran something today where they said, despite all the controversy, typically uh, she is on screen for less than 25 seconds over the course of a three hour broadcast. Yeah, it may be that we're just obsessed with her. So we really zero in on those few seconds that we see her. I think so. We're talking about it more than the people uh, on the broadcast are. Right. It doesn't bother me at all as a football fan. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Taylor fan to begin with, so I have no problem with it. But, but I also just love the Jason Kelsey thing. Like, oh, my gosh. It was just like hilarious. I mean, that that's kind of peak. That would be my husband if he was meeting his little brother's serious girlfriend for the first time, like rip off the shirt, chug a beer, like act like an absolute animal. I loved it. Do you remember meeting your in-laws? Did you get nerves? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I've told you this. My husband sprung it on me. We were dating and he's like, let's go up to my lake house for a romantic weekend. So I'm thinking like wine, lingerie and whatever. And his, my in-laws are there. So the first <laughs> time I met them, we were spending the whole weekend in a, like our lake house was like in the woods because it was winter time. And like, um, but we had so much fun. I'm really close with my in-laws and they're like super cool, easygoing. Um, so I, I, I married up with family. Um, I remember the first time I met my brother-in-law. He was like jogging shirtless on the beach. It was like slow motion. And he looks a lot like my husband. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> and now thinking back to that, I'm like, you, that's my little brother now. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah. My my wife's from a really small southern town. And it was definitely like a culture shock thing that she was nervous about. They were nervous about. So they when I when I met them. They presented me with a southern survival kit and just kind of <laughs> they were really funny and great. And Aww. it took the edge off. But uh, my favorite memory of visiting her town is uh, we. she's like 45 minutes away from the nearest mall. 
Oh, and that's wow. like the nearest thing to do. She's so, Blacksburg. Uh, it's outside. Okay, of Blacksburg, so yeah, so but way Blacksburg out in Virginia, is yeah. the nearest uh, shopping center thing yeah. to do. So we drove forty-five minutes to the mall. We get into the mall. It's kind of empty, and I hear a voice from down the end, from behind the counter of the Dairy Queen, yelling, "Hey, Heather, is that you? I heard you were bringing a boy around." <laughs> I mean, it is small <laughs> town. Everyone. They know everything, yep. but it was great. But it's stressful to meet those kind of things, oh, and, totally and yeah, is. to meet people and and know that they could have such a big, profound impact on your life. And if you rub them the wrong way, things might not go. Uh... I but I think that's so important. If 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 you can't get along with the family of a partner, I think it's very hard for the relationship to work long term. Yeah, I think so. You marry too. the family. I think so too. All right. Well. I want to move on because uh, you and Sarah had an outing. We talked about it with Sarah on the podcast. Um, you went to go see Mean Girls with with her and some of our producers. Uh, on Monday's podcast, she made some claims about your popcorn eating style, saying you eat very delicately, unlike her. Would you like to make an official statement on this? <laughs> okay, this just shows that it's all in the eye of the beholder because, okay, I can confirm Sarah got up for seconds and it was National <laughs> Popcorn Day, so refills were free. Oh, wow. And she was like, she's not going to pass that up, which respect. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I actually felt like I was the one being an absolute animal because I, I was devouring my popcorn, but you also, you can have cocktails in the theater. And I downed my whole cocktail like 30 minutes into the movie. And I was looking around and I think everyone was just sipping soda. And I was like, wait, I thought it was that one of those kind of movies. So I can't, I left feeling like, oh no. And I guess she felt the same way. I do like to pace myself with popcorn though. And you've got to like, you've got to let the butter kind of make its way down. I'm big on movie theater popcorn. Mm -hmm. It's very important to me. Um, but no, I actually felt the same way. I thought I was the animal in that in that group. <laughs> I'm a Twizzler guy. That's that's me for the. Oh, thing. I actually yeah. like a Twizzler. Oh, but the raisinets in her popcorn—that's dicey. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's really very gross. I think I don't know what she's doing. I, I could see like M and M's or something, but yeah. raisinets. Oh. I, I just think keep things in their separate yes. places. I, I don't know what she's doing. All right, uh, <laughs> must you be like, an Iowa thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the movie? I loved it. And I didn't expect to because the original is a, like a top five for me. Classic. Uh, classic. And I hadn't seen the musical. So I didn't know the storyline this one was based on. I thought it was so good. I thought Renee Rapp was perfection. Um, I, I'm i telling you, Gen Z's all right. Like we, Sarah commented <laughs> to me as we left. She's like, you know what I loved about this? Like – Every single role, no one fell into the you have to look stick skinny thing. There was representation. There were different body types. It was like what movies should be. And even the original Mean Girls, we weren't there yet. It was very kind of the oh, absolutely. prototypical, like this is what the hot girl looks like. And I was like, that is so great for like younger girls to see that kind of representation in movies. Absolutely. Coincidentally, Mean Girls, the play I had to see my, my daughter in last week <laughs> oh. and missed a game for. So there you go. We'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Switching to uh, fan favorites. Last time you were here, we didn't talk Housewives, and I heard some feedback from people that were disappointed in that. On The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the new housewife this season, Monica, was discovered to be running a Bravo fan account that trolls the other women on the cast, and now she has been fired. People think it's because the other housewives refused to film with her. Explain this to me. What, what, so did, what did you think about this? Was like a, a top five Bravo scandal. Okay. It was, and I'm not kidding. Like that final episode where it's all revealed, it should win an Emmy. It's like the like for for a reality TV show to have it all unravel like that, and even the producers not know that this is happening until the final minutes. It was it's iconic. And honestly, you could just watch that episode alone and not have to follow the rest. And it's great on its own. But basically, there's this woman that has been kind of tangentially part of the group in previous seasons, but she's a full time housewife now. And she ran this account. It's not just a fan account. It's like a very vitriolic gossip account that te- like tears these women down and outs very personal things. It has a huge following. And it was like a theme throughout the show was like, oh, no, this is up on the account. Like, how do they know this? And women like the, some of the women were devastated over it, like about their marriages, implying things about their husbands. And it turns out it was one of them the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's diabolical. It, yeah. And so they confront her on the beach and she en- ends up owning it, which I kind of give her some credit for. Um, I haven't gotten to watch the end of the reunion, but um, I, I mean, I have to guess it's a combination of things. I don't see how the other women could ever trust her. Um, there were like there were just levels and levels of lies and betrayals. Um, so it'd be hard to film. But she also kind of undercut the, the the show itself, too, by by hiding this and kind of leaking stuff like the thing with if you're going to sign up for Bravo reality, do the drama within the context of the show is right. kind of the way it's supposed to be. It's kind of like they broke like that, you know, fourth wall or like third rail. Were you aware of this to. fan account beforehand? I was like pretty recently came on my radar and it was like brutal. It's a mean one. It's not like there's a ton of like Bravo by gaze is one of my favorite. Like there's a bunch of good accounts that just share like gossip. But Mm -hmm. this one was like a very ugly, mean spirit. So it would be like if like Joy was running like an angry view fan account. Yeah. Or if basically be like if Joy (laughs) had a burner that was like tweeting out like Alyssa's marriage is in trouble. Brian shouting at Sarah like beef between like these. Like it was it was a lot like. Yeah. Or, or like things overheard in the hot topics meeting <laughs> yes. this morning. Yeah, the betrayal. Sort of yes. The betrayal runs deep here. Wow. Um, yeah, and it, it was one of those where it's like it probably should have been obvious because it was so pretty inside. personal. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't think someone could pull it off here because you would, you would just be able to narrow it down. Yeah. I, don't you, get ideas, anyone. <laughs> no, please. For the love of God, we got enough going on here. We don't need that. But that's really interesting. All right. Now, so as everyone knows, you worked in the White House. Did you encounter anything like this uh, where you thought people you couldn't trust? Brian, you can't ask me this. I have to ask. Um, I mean, listen, that that White House would have been like the Trump White House would have been the craziest reality TV show of all time. We had there were a lot of leaks and leakers. But there was one I'm going to do. This is a blind item. I'm not going to say who the person is. I'll let the folks guess. But someone who was there all four years notoriously like it was known by so many people that this person would leak things and by the way oftentimes negative toward the president it tended to be former president it tended to be more going after staff and like knifing people in the press 
they literally had like a punch lock where you had to like put in a code installed on their door in the White House like that was not there before and like kept their phones like locked in there and would just like oh my gosh. it got to a point where a number of us would intentionally say false informations in meetings the person was in to wait to see when it ended up in press and it always would and they did they eventually were confronted and just kind of wiggled their way out of it and were never you know it, it never let go for it but there was it listen i could do an, an hour on the things mm. wrong with that west wing take aside trump's policies his character and all that i've never been in an environment where people were so focused on their axes to grind their you know bickering or feeling like they're slighted and wanting to like undercut someone else it was so toxic and just strange to see hunger games it, feels it was like. very hunger games yeah yeah no i mean it's got to be so hard to go to work and not be able to trust the people around you exactly especially with, i mean that's exactly it it's just that's not a healthy environment especially when stuff is that high stakes where it's policy that affects millions of people you know it's anywhere it's not a good thing there it was just terrible yeah all right well listen we have started receiving listener questions for all the hosts we started our hotline and in addition to people leaving messages, we're getting texts on the Ooh. hotline. We have a text for you, if I can read it here. Yes. This question is for Alyssa. Love hearing you on The View. As a Democrat, I appreciate hearing your more traditional Republican views. They make me consider opinions I don't necessarily hear every day. You make a difference. But on a less serious note, if you could host a dinner party of six real housewives, who would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for listening and writing in. Um, okay, this is a great one. We, that's funny. We actually kind of did this between commercial breaks recently. It wasn't oh, okay. Housewives, but it was basically just oh, the who you host party. a dinner party. Right. I remember that. Okay. So I'm my favorite franchise is Beverly Hills. So I'm, I'm bringing Kyle Richards. I think that she's not just fun. She has a way of pulling drama and intrigue out of people that's not over the top. Um, I'd bring Jessel from the reboot of New York from Roni, um, who's so much fun and like also – Never gets how what she's saying comes off. So that always is amusing. <laughs> um, Giselle Bryant, Potomac. I just feel like, A, I'd be there for the fashion and her looks, but she's also, like, got a lot of interesting dating stuff going on. So I'd want to hear about that. Um, and then to increase the drama, I think I'd bring Sutton from uh, Beverly Hills. And then my wild card is Bethany Frankel to just burn it all to the ground at the oh, end sure. of the night. <laughs> this sure. is a dramatic dinner. This isn't like a, we're palling around. All right. So just throwing it out there. If you do this, have uh, Sunny stop by as a drop-in guest. <laughs> I still think Sunny has a future as a housewife. <laughs> I mean, she'd be good. She'd be so good. She'd be really she good. She looks the part. She, it'd be, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think she has other things she wants to do, but you never know. You never know. You never know if she got the right offer. Um <laughs> Well, wow, that's pretty good. I mean, would you be nervous having the housewives over for a dinner party? That'd be exciting. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, when you see—you watch them prepare for parties they're hosting, and you see the pressure that they feel to impress the other women. Yeah. That's, like—that's very high-stakes stuff. Yeah, plus all the wine being thrown. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you stain Plastic some rugs. Cups, yeah, yeah, it's not good. All right, well, we also have a uh, another question for you, and this one we're going to take a listen to. Hi, Alyssa. I'm just curious as to what is the one thing that you've learned from your experience on The View so far with all the other co-hosts? Thanks. Well, thank you for calling in. That's actually that's cool to get to hear the person. Yeah. Um, so one thing I've learned. So I, there's a couple, but I think the main one, it's Whoopi hammers it in all of us. But has personally really reminded me is you can't control what others think of you and you only feed negative energy when you take the time to look at it. Don't read comments that you don't need to. Don't get caught up in the criticism, because at the end of the day, 
so few people like I'm so like I'm really proud to sit with these women because to go on TV every day and give opinions on tough issues like your people will hate you. That is just that, that that is built into the equation, either the right, the left or someone somewhere is going to. Um, but we still do it because what we're talking about is important. And I think just not, don't mind the haters. I can be the hardest on myself of anyone. And if they don't know me, their perspective just frankly doesn't matter because they don't know me. Right. No, I think that's really good. Has it gotten easier the longer you've done it? A lot easier. A yeah. lot easier. I just remind myself, like, they don't know you. And honestly, just tuning it out is a big thing. It can't get in your head if you're not reading it or hearing it. Yeah. And you're still having fun? I'm totally having fun. Yeah. And you're not really the new kid anymore. I mean, you know, there's plenty of view hosts that have been on for not more than one season. So <laughs> you're doing a great job. Hey, I survived that. <laughs> I, we, we're seeing if the mug curse holds, though. So hopefully. <laughs> I tell you, they, people love the mug. The mug is I mean, huge. So Jodie Foster went on and on about the mug backstage. The vice president was saying how. Uh, you know, she was excited because Anna was here, too. She got the full mug yeah. which is, uh, at the oh, table. Oh, that that's a good, yeah. yeah. The full mug is there. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's the um, by the way, if I may brag, top five coolest thing that ever happened to me, Jodie Foster said she watches me on CNN. How about and that? I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> she watches ABC as well. Sure. But there <laughs> but we I go. That was cool. There we go. All right. Excellent. All right. So uh, thank you for joining me, Alyssa, as always. Tomorrow, I'll be back with Anna Navarro, uh, who makes the full mug for the week. In the meantime, call or text us your questions for the co-host. You can check the episode description for the number to our Behind the Table hotline. And continue to leave reviews, follow, tell your friends, and thanks for listening. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.